Welcome to Ideas into Reality, a podcast to inspire everyone to take action to turn their ideas into reality. No matter what experience they have, where they live, or who they think they are right now. Each week, we introduce you to a founder that has taken their tiny flicker of an idea and done what it takes to bring it to reality. We also take a few minutes to dig into the how of some of the key lessons those founders have learned on their journey so that you can feel more confident in what to actually do as you start to take action on your idea. Ideas into Reality is hosted and produced by the team behind Canvas Coworking and Startup Toowoomba. So we'll be talking to founders from our local community here in regional Queensland, as well as some of the interesting folk that we have met during our travels around the globe. As you heard, Ideas into Reality is produced by the team behind Canvas Coworking, a not-for-profit, member-based association. We're a community of entrepreneurs, freelancers, business owners and collaborative, community-focused individuals who want to be part of a supportive and connected ecosystem. Our members are why we exist and each member brings unique value, experience and character to our community. You can see who our members are on our website. Just head to canvascoworking.com.au forward slash members. We help our members access a variety of goods and services to grow scalable and sustainable businesses, such as discounts with Amazon, Stripe and HubSpot, and local businesses like childcare services. We offer several membership options to suit the needs, budget and interests of our diverse community, with community membership starting at just $10 a month. This week's guest has a wonderful character that just makes you smile and laugh and forget about everything else that you're worried about. Robert Cheek is the founder of Purple Truck Driving School and, as the name suggests, he teaches people how to drive a truck. Today, he shares some of his wisdom and wit as he joins me to discuss bringing his idea into reality. So thanks so much for coming in today, Robert. It's awesome to actually have you here in person now that we can come in person. Really glad to have you with us for Ideas Into Reality. We're going to start off just learning a little bit more about you and Purple Truck Driving School. Yeah, well, thank you, Joe. Thanks for inviting me to come here. It's been quite a few years as I, since I came here. Uh, when I first started, I think this place was first starting five years ago as well. Um, so, of course, I jumped on to... Uh, like anybody, you're going to start a new business, you're best to go to number of places that you can to get your name out there. And this place is brilliant for that. And uh, it's fantastic to see that it's even stepping further. So, yeah, look, um, Purple Truck Driving School, I think the, the name is very self-explanatory. Um, and now I do actually have a purple truck and we teach driving <laughs> So it's fairly obvious what it is. Um, and as I've already mentioned, it's been going for five years now. When I first started, um, there was only one other driving school in Toowoomba or southwest Queensland here. And great reputation, well-known, well-established. So my first aim was to just try and get my name out there for a start. Uh, and the name of the company and everything else. So I did, like most should, when you're going to start a new business, the proper marketing or understanding of what you're aiming for. Um, now, I suppose a bit of history, we, um, if I can launch into that. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> what, 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 was, what was going on when, when you got well, the idea look, for years, it? Years before Purple Truck started, um, for quite a number of years, I would be hired as a business manager or uh, whatever. So somebody would hire me to come into their business and let's just assume they are, their normal turnover was a million or something. Um, I'd walk in 12, 18 months later, for example, one of them was 1.2 mil turnover. Within 18 months, they had guaranteed signed contracts for over 5 million turnover. 
and the business had doubled in size, the turnover, staff, et cetera, et cetera. So it was a very marketable business to sell, which is what I was there for to do, build it up and sell. So, of course, I'm then unemployed. So I just drove a truck till someone else hired me. And then I was, uh, I had the disadvantage of uh, damaging myself again. So physically I'm unable to do what I'm qualified for, which is being a chef. Um, but a couple of other qualifications helps you get through other areas. And this one, training. Uh, yes, I can do that. I've had apprentices in cooking and other areas. Um, and I was, had the job with a local training company as well. And because of my history and the way you can see a business can develop and work better, and I kept biting my tongue because he wouldn't listen or take any thoughts or ideas that I may have had. So after about 12 months, I thought, oh, I'll go and buy a truck and just try it myself. Um, so, And I have to ask, did you actually buy a purple truck? No, no. <laughs> and look, um, I try not to think, I try and go outside of the square box. Um, so it's like, no, you know, uh, Rob's driving school. And... You know, if you see some of the um, others that are around, there's some creative names. You know, Jim's mowing. But, you know, then you've got Kenny's Cuts and he does lawn mowing. I mean, that's interesting. But with mine, as Purple Truck Driving School, well, if you looked at your car licence now, you pull it out and if you're a car licence, it's yellow. When you get a heavy rigid or higher, it actually goes purple. So you get, and my motto is get a purple license at purple truck because it goes purple. That's the only reason. Makes sense. <laughs> Definitely makes sense. But it's catchy and you remember it. Well, it works. And like if you look, and this is one of the elements of sales in any sales um, and any promotional people that you ever hear, they all sort of revert to some of the classic companies. Uh, for example, you look at a, a T-shirt and it's got a little white tick on it. Okay, so then what's their motto? Just do it. Now, how do we know that? See it Then everywhere. you see a big golden arch that's shaped like an M. Go back a few more years, a couple of decades actually, I had a product and it had an M on it and I couldn't get within cooey of that shape. So it's, yeah, you've got a different marketing. Um, so with Purple Truck and my first truck that I bought is the, the, the cabin is white but the side is blue, but I've got purple truck written on it. And the amount of people that believed it was purple is beyond me. It's just astounding, but it's purple because they believed it. And then crazily, well, actually by design, but my competitor thought this is, so he started changing and he went and put a big license painted on the side of one of his trucks. And, of course, it's coloured purple, isn't it? So he was then driving past a lot of other businesses. Those businesses would ring purple truck because you go past my business all day. So he helped you out. He helped me out immensely because colour, colour coordination, colour signs, symbols, markings, we are so tuned in these days. And any business, if you want to have a business, you create a business, you sit there, you make a design for yourself and you go, like, let's, you know... And what are the biggest selling points? Colour, shape, perfect. We all know what that certain bottle looks like that's got black goo in it. We know that shape, you don't need a name on it. We know it's Coke. Other products, other people, other areas, you just see the colour and you go, yep. And we sold. We know it. So with mine, which got a little bit of thinking, didn't take much, but, you know, it was sort of outside the block. And it sticks. And the benefit, well, I suppose going back into when before I launched Purple Truck, the other area that others are lacking is the knowledge of modern technology. Now, I'm not, you know, not being uh, 29 anymore. I'm not that techno savvy. You're only 30. Exactly. Last birthday. 
So te- technology-wise, you know, I still don't understand uh, the, the, the Instagram and the Facebook and the blah, 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 but I've got them all and I'm active on them all. Or because of the way they work, it's one entry and all of the outlets take it on. So you know you've hit the benefit when some random person rings up and goes, oh, look, I'm driving in. I'm going to be late for my lessons. What's your name again, mate? No, you're not on my list. Have you just rung by Google or Siri or Bixby or whatever the phone is? And I go, yeah. So if you look at Google, hey, Siri, can you phone driving school Toowoomba? I come up because I'm active. I'm overactive. And I've got, if you have a look at the, you know, Facebook web pages, there's activity. There's people writing reviews. You have the benefits of one, two, three, four, five stars. Same with motels or the stars or whatever. And I happen to sit at five and have consistently from within two months of starting, I was hitting my budget, which was expected six months after starting. But within two months, I was hit my budget. And it's only been progress since then. Yeah, and and we see it on Instagram in particular. Yes. Um, although <laughs> I notice on Instagram the the selfie shot with the person always captures them really clearly and you're always just a little bit cut off and it's like, I know that's you though. So because exactly. <laughs> it has to be square. Exactly. And it's got to just like people don't see me, but they think it's me because they see the purple shirt or the little bit of this or the hat and it's distinctive. So a lot of people, you know, they wave at the truck, you know, oh, that's Robert. That could be Don. He's in that other truck. But there's Jeff is in that truck. So, of course, it's not just me now. It's, there's, there's, you know, and, oh, can I do a plug? Mm, absolutely. I need someone else. Okay, mm. great. Need another trainer. Anybody that's proficient with Road Ranger gearbox or and has a Cert 4 in training would be good. Okay, wonderful. So you've got a few trucks, or yep. a few, yep, and a few drivers, and, and, tra- and, and trailers, or, and and yep, and with with growing that business, obviously you had experience in starting business, growing businesses mm. before, and as you said, you know, digital stuff you've you've learned. Um, was was that something that you kind of thought? I know I need to, so I will, and you Googled it, or like, how did you actually learn? I need to be on these social platforms and, and this is what I need to do to make them work for me. Well, that's the benefit of modern phones these days. They're built for people like me. It's follow the steps, press the button. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> so there's a lot of mistakes made and you should never be afraid to make a mistake because that's how you learn, as long as you do. It usually takes me a few 4B2s in the back of the head, but it's the only way to learn. And it's the only way to get it going. Um, so, yes, social media, what's this? I do have teenage children, or did then. Um, and they're helpful. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, you ask. Coming here was really good at the beginning because there's digital people, there's other people that are doing computer this and that and everything else. I've now, Since then, I have a person that does my webpage and also helps with the Instagram and matching and because she's more techno savvy. Um, and now I've got somebody to do books and blah, 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 blah. Because being a one-man band from the beginning, now it's just getting too much. So, Which is a good problem to have. Yeah, damn it. So long as you <laughs> recognise it and ask for help and bring someone on to do the work and not mm. just burn yourself out mm. trying to trying to make it all you, happen. Uh, it, you may have heard, and I've heard it for decades, you know, you've got to work smarter, not harder. So, yep, you've got to release the reins sometimes and trust in your ability to get what you want into somebody else for them to do how you did it, which isn't always easy. But with the right attitude, because really everything comes down to attitude, you know, uh, every single person that walks through the door. Um, I think one of the best marketing campaigns in restaurants, because 
everyone does sushi. And the sushi train or the, you know, the, how many are there? You go into some, as you walk in, all the staff, whatever language they're using, they're saying hello, welcome. Yeah. That's something different, isn't it? It's just something different. And as you're leaving, thank you. That's great. Makes that everybody feel individual. Same with training. You know, like the same thing. Every business has something extremely repetitive. But every person that sits in the seat in the truck, they've probably never sat in it, or they're, they are now, or they've done it before, but I'm going to show them something totally different. And it's like, wow, hang on. I've got to always remember what it's like to be that first. Opening night. The opening night, yeah. the opening, the presentation. The, ooh, so the nerves and the jitters. So if I can put them at ease and guide them step by step, like anything, if it's done simply, basically explained to its nth degree, anybody can pick it up, which is, I think, well, I know now, that is the key. And I get a lot of people now. You do. We see we see them coming through. And I did wonder actually how many people you had supporting you in training because of the number of, you know, this person passed, this person passed, this person passed that we see, which is awesome. And then every now and again there's like a frowny face and it's like, oh, well, somebody I mean, it's didn't inevitable. Pass. That's yeah, right, it is it, inevitable. But it doesn't happen all that often. No. Um, but I think it's also good to recognise that, that you know what, you know, if you if you don't follow the rules or you don't do what's That's required, it. you you won't pass, and that does happen. Um, so you have to make sure that you do. Um, and I think putting that in the mind is is a really important thing as well. That when you scroll through and you go, "Oh, somebody didn't pass. They obviously didn't do the work." Um, well, or and most of it, yeah. most of it's um, you know a silly mistake. Yeah, most of it's actually road rules that we we become complacent with them. Mm. I don't know about you, but like at the end of my street, there's a stop sign. As a tent, and as it's stop, but nobody goes past. I don't need to stop, so I slow right down. I'm indicating. I'm doing everything, but all my four wheels don't stop because there's no one there, and I sneak through. Now, who doesn't? Who hasn't done that, right? And it's like that's, but it's wrong. And surprisingly enough, and as much as some people giggle, that's actually the second to highest failure rate for people not stopping at a stop sign. Oh, really? Because oh. you're turning Wouldn't left. You kick yourself. Oh, they do, yeah. and it's and that's what I, you know, we'd recognise that on Facebook and say, mm. well, you know, they, <laughs> oops. oops. <laughs> but um, if you think about your habits, your car habits, well, you look up to the right. There's no one there. Yeah. Oh, I'm slow enough. No, yeah, no, I'm right. No one round. I go, and that's when you get caught. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because there is someone around. They're just mm. you didn't notice them. So, and yeah. how do you forget to stop when you're going for a test? That one gets me, mm. but of course, nerves as well. That's um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. Actually, before you go, I think I'll have to get you to come out the front here with me and uh, and just clarify a rule for me because I kind of think we might be breaking a rule and I need to check. Ooh. So, <laughs> well, I'll ask you that before you go. Sure. But um, obviously, you know, a- apart from your your students maybe having a little faux pas during their test, other things that have happened in your business that you think, whoops, wish I didn't do it like that or, you know, I learned from that and, and you know, what, what have been those learnings that you've had? Well, that's a good question, actually, because um, I can't think of any big whoopses. Um, uh, I personally, and it's the same with the other guys, uh, if, if somebody fails, we feel we've let them down. You know, it's, and, and if you can take that sort of passion, in a sense, um, and give that passion that I've got into the other trainers and the other trainers you you do you feel guilty and it's like oh no and that's the biggest disappointment mm. it really is it's just um and we often talk about what can we do to help that to stop that you know and um yeah it's delving into the human nature you just can't no, you need a need a little like um 
something you see like the little uh, things you hook on your ear you know like a almost like a uh, hearing aid or something like that just to be in their ear going don't forget to stop at the stop sign That's you know, it. I know where I, I can see you on the on the map you know where you are by your phone or something and you're approaching a stop sign be sure to stop yes we'd like to but I think that might be breaking the law I think so yeah but uh, code of conduct or something like it. that yes yes uh, very good so Clearly you're proud of all your students and, and of the business that you've built, but is there anything particular that you go, you know what, this this is awesome. I'm, I'm really proud of something that you've achieved. Well, I think, um, well, I do know because when I first started, um, you know, it's just one truck and um, sitting on the corner of a busy corner somewhere with a truck emblazoned with a sign and just waiting. <laughs> but Prior starting, I'd actually booked in to go uh, for a holiday because uh, it was my wife's certain birthday with a zero on the end of it, so 20 or something. Yeah. She said, I want to go for a walk. I said, oh, good, that's cheap. Um, but in Tuscany, so I thought, oh, damn. <laughs> but the benefit is, like, it was three months after I'd started Purple Truck and it was only two months into starting, I was getting busy. And I, every single day I had a booking. And it was like, wow. And now I'm going to go away for three weeks. And it's like, oh, dear. I've got a laptop. I've got a mobile phone. Technology. So there I was. There's a window of opportunity time-wise. And I'm sitting in a window, speaking of windows, in a 18 or 800-year-old building at 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. in the morning of Tuscany, which is 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon, Toowoomba, talking to somebody on the phone, booking them in for a test. So the moment I landed, came back, went straight to work as if nothing had changed. So modern technology, you can do any business, except for the training bit, from anywhere. Mm. And it was at that time that I thought, I got this. I've got this one. Cool. This is good. Because yeah. now even, uh, not that the phone's off, but people can book in. It's because of technology, it's so easy. And again, we as the human race, no matter what age we are, you've got to embrace whatever you can to help your business keep going. Now, there's a number of things that I'd like to do. As per usual, money always stops <laughs> so you know like um investment wise all i'd need is a few more trucks and i'd start an apprenticeship going so under the same banner um build that up because they're always screaming for people with experience yep you got to give them something so something like uh, a truck training company that does deliveries as well so they get experience in doing everything, not only driving, but deliveries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I've already got it all drafted. I've got it named Purple Bridge. Um, so it sort of reflects in the same area. Um, and just it's ready to go. I just need the infrastructure. Okay. So do investors listen to this? They may do. <laughs> I, I have a section, a question at the end that I do want to ask is what's your ask? You know, what would you like? Mm. Um, so so think how you want to word that. Oh, <laughs> too far ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Now, obviously that is something that, you know, that's driving you forward and, and looking at those opportunities and seeing what's next and what's around the corner, literally, in, yep, in driving and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and in business. Um, but what... You know, what motivates you to do this? Like it's obviously it's something you, you seem to enjoy, but what actually motivates you to to drive your business and think, okay, I wanna I've got this business going, I wanna expand, I wanna offer something more. Uh, look, at the end of the day, like anyone, anywhere, if you can put a smile on somebody's face and help somebody, you've done something. You've achieved something. And to me that's the basics and the highlight of any day. So if you think about that, is if that's my goal on a daily basis, I'm achieving it. And there's nothing else, <laughs> as weird as it is, there's nothing else fascinating by watching somebody first sit in the truck with this, oh, my God, and their eyes are just about popping out of their heads, their hands are shaking, they're sweating, and it's like, ah. Oh! 
And a couple of days later, or the hours, they go, I got this. I got this. And in the case of the license in a day program that we have, it's structured, purposely structured with, you know, working on human emotions and blah, 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 that within four hours, you're competent enough to drive a truck and get a license. Wow. That's incredible. It's not bad. Um, Mm. And of course, again, with the other one, um, on average, eight hours training, uh, which again is a little bit quicker than the average business because of the way we've structured the training. And it's with passion, but aiming at starting from the very basics. You do not start on the second rung on a ladder. You always start on the first. And that's where that's where any training should be. And it should be explained. And that's what we do. And quite proud of that in that sense because it works. Because, mm. you know, like um, uh, one guy that I've, is starting with me, he's coming from Brisbane. He works on the wharves and he's been asking all the truck drivers, where should I go to get my licence? Who's... And most of the industry is was saying to him, if you can get to Toowoomba, go to Purple. So that's not bad. That's Another great. one from up north, um, if you can get to Toowoomba, go to Purple because of the way we train. Mm-hmm. Um, another highlight is, I suppose, the industry themselves, a number of people in the industry. Um, they ring and... You got someone. <laughs> so you don't want to recommend because it can damage your own reputation if you recommend everybody and or and they just, you know, because that's human nature. Um, but, yeah, we've been known to forward on a few names sometimes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Because the industry says whoever comes out of there is good. Yeah, which is a great testimony to what you've done and what you've created Mm. is that that's recognised. So, Mm. yeah. Um, I have another question um, that I'm just going to throw in because, you know, that's the the space that we work in. But I see a lot of your photos that Mm. come through of people who've passed your test and and there's, I, in my mind at least, a growing number of women um, getting their truck licences as well. Is that actually the case? Are there more women starting to yes. to seek that? Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness because why should it be a male-dominated industry? It's not um, – oh, in other ways I can see why. But it, it is fantastic. Uh, there's um, – with the Road Ranger gear truck, that's the double-clutching 18-speed mongrel, um, women have more empathy in that just by genetic ways, they have more empathy. Um, other than that, no, they're just the same as anyone else to teach. Yep. But they've got more empathy, so they pick it up well. Uh, and, yes, it's just wonderful. It's uh, we, I embrace it. Um, if you ever Google, um, there's the Pilbara Girls uh, Heavy Haulage Company in the Pilbara Valley. Uh, Heather Jones, she's been on TV. She's a nationally recognised truck driver and trainer. And she's my idol. She's absolutely brilliant. And um, she predominantly tries to teach women. But there you're talking jumping in a truck with two, three, four trailers and doing from, what, Broome to Darwin and back. Wow. That's training. Yeah. That's now, to me, that's what that'd be interesting, um, you know, camping, literally camping and training. Because when you're on, you're on. Mm. Personally, yeah, I don't like camping that much. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if that's a goal, mm. she would, and she's just uh, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And I try to talk to her as often as I can uh, because I find inspiration from her as well. Mm. Excellent. That's really good to know. And yeah, I, I I couldn't imagine driving that far myself, but that's because I'm not a good long distance driver. Mm. I'm terrible. Um, even 
lately, Brisbane to Toowoomba, I get halfway along the Gatton Bypass and it's like, I think I'm going to nod off. I'll pull over and yes. have a little nap in the truck stop. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, obviously you condition yourself for that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, every job has its, you know, moments mm. like anything. But in the heavy industry, when it comes to times and things like that, it's very heavily um, monitored. Yeah. And there's uh, diaries that you've got to fill out and everything else. So getting your licence is virtually step one on a very long ladder of information mm. um, because you've got to be on the ball and every two hours or so you've got to pull over and have a break. Yeah. Um, you know, recommended every two and a half hours, 15-minute break. Mm. But that's, you know, depending on what level of trucking you're going to do, you know, Heavy rigid, well, that's just your local stuff. doesn't matter. You know, you're in and out of the truck. You're doing deliveries. Um, but the attitude and the training of it stays. Mm. Nothing changes. From the moment you learn the basics of a truck, that should stay with you for the rest of your <laughs> trucking life. <laughs> you like riding a bike? That's it. Yeah. That's it. So you've, you've, you've then got to learn, once you've learned that, for the rest of your truck and life, it's just the same. Mm. Mm. Cool. Excellent. Now, obviously, this wasn't your first go at, at building businesses and understanding business. Um, but if someone comes to you and says, you know, hey, Robert, I've got this idea for a business, what would you suggest to them is the first thing that they should do or, or what you think they need to know before they get started? Wow. I've had the pleasure of a number of actual students um, come and learn that and then we've met for coffee gone for dinners chatted etc etc one of them he was it was interesting to see him go red with the color of his skin it was fantastic <laughs> but he was so embarrassed you know because he he was saying oh somebody of your age starting a business like this and it was like <laughs> yeah well i'm only 29 yes that's right but 30 now um <laughs> Any business, it doesn't matter what age you are, you know, there's a number of factors, yes, that you've got to look at. You know, what is your target market? What are you aiming at? What is your final goal? Yes. Like anything, you want your final goal. Yes, we're all money contributed, but that shouldn't be your main aim. You've got to look at a budget. You've got to look at the uh, realistically, absolutely realistically. But of course, it's not just that. It's how you're gonna how you're gonna make it look. How, what's your logo like? Um, I mean, this guy was looking at um, helping um, other people when they land in Australia to become a citizen. Um, brilliant, captive market in that sense. But how do you reach them? How do you get to them? So we had to dive down that area because that's your main area. How do you catch that? So what sort of a fishing net are you going to use to catch what you want? Because you only want a specific amount. You only want a specific fish, in a sense. Um, so what lure, if I'm going to use the fishing analogy, what lure are you going to use that's going to attract just that fish? Um, you know, you guys here have got so many different businesses that start up um, and they've, they've all got to come up with something. What is it that's attractive? What is it that gets them going, you know, and working? Um, you know, my business model effectively, well, it's the truck, isn't it? It drives around. It's got advertising on it. Great. But then there's the Facebook, there's the da-da-da-da-da and all the other, you know, um, how to get to number one on Google Drive, on the Google, you know, search engine. Um, that's not always easy with your catchphrases, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, look, the list is quite long with any business, as you know. Um, which one is going to work is anyone's guess. How is it going to work is anyone's guess. Um, but passion starts. <laughs> and just like Nike, just do it, That's you know. It. Brilliant stuff. Just, uh, but do your homework well. Do it well. Look at your the aim. Look at your end result. What you're aiming for, and and get as much help as you can. 
coming here to to working um, canvas co-working, brilliant start, brilliant act, uh, place to start spreading um, and getting other people to help you along the way. You got you just don't be afraid to ask and take everybody's information. May not use it all, but it's worth it. It is worth getting every bit of information possible. Yep, you never know which gonna which bit will be gold for you. Yeah, yeah. Because it, no matter what it is, it's going to be a gamble. Yep. And you know, look, I've got three patents still on the row, but two of them clearly are not going to work. Just not going to work. Um, another business that I started up, and it just like wow, but it was fifteen years too early. Because nobody could understand drive-through pickup, I had phone, fax, or email. And in those days, what email? And then drive-through pickup, what? That was just just too early. Yeah. Now. <laughs> well, now I mean nobody faxes <laughs> for a start, was. but um, yeah. But it was phone, fax, and email for a drive-through pickup restaurant. Yeah. Whoa. And now with COVID. Take away, beautiful. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Or what is it, five, six years ago, uh, you drive through pickup um, and now with Uber, all that sort of stuff, it's just brilliant. Mm. But what I'd set up was just far too Ahead of your time, just ahead of that way. So some, like, yes, give it a go. Sort of expect a failure, but you don't dwell on it. You aim at it. You aim at success. Mm. Awesome. Great advice. I'm going to throw in another question just because I'm curious and I I like um, new things and and new technologies. And I'm going to throw this in uh, unexpected. Um, Self-driving trucks, you know, your autonomous vehicle trucks, where where do you see us being at? How do you see that impacting, you know, our our life? you know, what we do and how we do it and obviously how, how you do things. Mm. Where What's your thoughts there? Look, I, I love technology. I think it's brilliant. Um, and I've seen them on videos. I've not seen them in person. I've not sat in one. There has been one at a truck show. Um, brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. It would work technology-wise. It would work easily for, say, Brisbane to Sydney, Sydney to Melbourne, Melbourne to possibly Adelaide, but not really because the road infrastructure there isn't that good. But the main ones from Brisbane to Sydney, Sydney, Melbourne, the infrastructure of the roads are quite good to a degree, sort of, Queensland roads, I don't know. But the infrastructure there is very good, so the technology can cope with that. Because electronically, they need a border. They need somewhere to echo their electronics off of and and work with. So the autobahns in Germany and France and blah, 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 Europe, not a problem. Australia? Yeah, no. No, but only through the main cities. The moment you step out this way with dirt road sides, um, uh, where, you know, we've got it just here in Toowoomba, you've got uh, asphalt with... Gravel on the side, no guttering, nothing. It just doesn't work. Mm. So I don't see it hitting Australia in a hurry. Um, The technology is brilliant. It's fantastic. The last conference, one of the conferences I went to, yeah, because there's a legal side that nobody seems to look at. For example... You think about you're sitting in a car, you're behind a truck and the product on the truck is going to fall off. To the left of you are two other cars full of kids, families, whatever. You've got in yours, partner, two, three kids at the back, whatever. To your right is a single motorbike. Behind the motorbike is cars, kids, blah, blah, blah. Now, no matter what happens, the back of that truck, it's going to fall off and it's going to hit you. If you go to the left, you're going to damage what? If you go to the right, you'll kill one, maybe, or whatever. We don't know the outcome of this. Slam your brakes on, that product's still going to hit you. How much damage, I don't know. 
But all of these things have to come into your brain at the moment within a second. Now, the electronic machinery is all done like that and it's set up and somebody has to preset an outcome. So if that automatic car did all the calculations of all the lives around and thought, for the sake of many, let's take out the one on the right. And because that's been pre-programmed, that's preconceived murder. So the person that programmed it would be up for preconceived murder. Mm. Now that's the hypothesis that the lawyer was saying at a conference that I was at about modern technology. And I'm thinking, ooh, Where does that put us? Where does it put us? Mm. So, yes, technology is brilliant. Robots these days, you can have robots running through bush, through scrub, still shooting or whatever because it's horrible. Um, And those robots can shoot the exact target. They can grab an assailant. They can do whatever. The assailant can try and kick them over. They don't fall over. Brilliant technology. What's that technology actually aimed at at the moment? Oh, scary stuff, you know? Um, Why are they wasting their money on that when they should be doing other things like spending their money on, oh, you know, health? (laughs) Um, Like everything should, instead of have silver or um, stainless steel, we should have copper because that actually kills viruses. Yes. So stainless steel, it's to last for, what, 40, 48 hours, somewhere cell like that, with copper, 20 minutes, dead. Wow. Did not know that. Oh, well. Yeah. Learn something new every day. Yeah. All right. Good Good to have a chat about that because, yeah, I'm always curious where people sit when it's particularly like you're invested in that industry and it's mm. obviously, you know, something that you, you need to be aware of. Um, well, look, and thinking when about it comes to the immediate be. side of my business – I train the gear work of trucks. Now, if you and I went down to the shop and we said, I'll have that truck, thanks, and you took it off of the shelf, uh, what's that, three, $400,000? Cool, but it's automatic. So it's like, why am I training this gearing? Because everything you buy off the shelf now is automatic. Mm. And as you've alluded to, it's going to be even be self-driven in that sense. You still need somebody sitting in the seat, but it's self-driven, wow. So why am I training this? Well, today to now, we still need it. Mm. So good. The new automatics that that are out, they're brilliant. You still need to know what to do with weight. Mm. And that's what is, you know, we are still dealing, whoever's in charge of that vehicle has to understand what they're doing with weight. So gravity is not going to change. Technology can't change that but we can adapt for it. And you need a human to still sit there and go, well, we're coming up to a hill, slow down. That hasn't come into the technology yet. And I imagine parking hasn't either. Like if you've got to reverse up to something to unload yeah. off. Yeah. That's no, a, that's, that's, oh, no, that's you thing? can press a button and it does it perfectly. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, well, you can get a car that parks, yeah. does a reverse parallel yep. that nobody can do these days because we don't want to. <laughs> Um, but you can press a button in the truck. Well, not quite. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> they are there. Yeah, they are there. Wow. Yes, the technology's there, but yeah, we don't have them here. No, <laughs> maybe not in our lifetime. We'll, we'll see. Well, yeah, we can hope. That's right. Very good. All right. So, if people want to find you. Obviously, Purple Truck Driving School, just, just say it into Google and I'm sure it'll find it for you because you rank well. Um, but where can they find you? What what do they need to search to find you and how can they get in touch? Well, Purple Truck, purpletruck.com.au, Purple Truck um, Facebook, Purple Truck Instagram. It's fairly obvious. It's a simple name in that sense, Purple. Do, um, uh, what is that, that hashtag? Mm-hmm. Hashtag things. Train hard, test easy is a common one that I use because um, that's our motto, train hard, test easy, which is true um, with anything in life when you think about it too. So, yeah, just purple truck or, hey, Siri, 
Truck driving school Toowoomba. <laughs> You'll get me. Yeah. Because we're active. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. And, you know, if people are listening, whether they be investors or otherwise, um, and they, they, you know, would like to be able to help you out, what, what do you need? What, how could people help you today? <laughs> well, um, I need somebody to invest, basically, because what I'd, I seriously, uh, a business, the, the, the arm that I've already got ready, the paperwork is all there, the infrastructure, there's other companies that are willing to use the pot of money that the government has to teach, train and get people into work. And the best truck driving, well, it's actually not as easy as people think. It does need good training. So with Purple Bridge, all I need is a bit of money, effectively, to have that infrastructure up and running. The knowledge is there because I've got that and I know how to do it because I've already designed it, written it, drawn it. <laughs> I've actually even got a lot of clients, ready-made customers, in a sense, that'll go, yep, we'll take one on. Because at the end of the day, my insurance already covers the student. My, uh, yeah, it, everything is already covered. The company that takes on the apprentice it costs them nothing as a matter of fact they get a little bit of money for the bother so it's like a win-win and the student obviously pays or it comes through the government sources where that's the apprenticeship and at the end of their three-month tenure they come out with cert two in transport and logistics a truck license which is helpful uh, but actual industry experience from somebody that sort of knows what they're doing. Right. Sounds good. Appealing and for anyone who's listening that is interested. Reach out to Purple Truck. Find out a little bit more about it and see how you can get on the truck with you. Get on the truck. I was going to say get on the train. But <laughs> Similar thing. Get on two the truck teams. sounds better. <laughs> Wonderful. Very good. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been great to catch up. It's been too long. Um, but, yeah, really, really happy to see what you're doing, see how things have evolved. Obviously, we've been on the on a similar, you know, duration journey for the last Growth five journey, years yeah. in, in, you know, building what we're doing. So it's great to see that. We're both doing well and, and that's nice to recognise. So, Thank you, Joe. Thank you very much for inviting me in. It's great. There were so many lessons shared in my chat with Robert today, but I'm going to pick out one that grabbed my attention, catching the fish. We've talked before about the importance of knowing who your customer is, but today we're going to talk about catching them. Now, I'm not going to pretend that I know anything detailed about different types of fish, so bear with me as I associate this concept using this reference. If you're thinking of going fishing, there are lots of things to think about before you end up with a fish on your hook. First, why do you want to catch a fish? Are you going to eat it or just take a photo, put it on Instagram? Are you going to be the one to take the fish off the hook or will you call your dad over to do it for you because you don't want to touch it? If you're going to eat it, what type of fish do you like to eat? Where can you find that type of fish? Are they in the lake or the river or perhaps in the ocean? Do you have the right equipment to catch that type of fish? Is it a little hand line that you need or a high-powered boat with multiple rods and a big hook and a support person? What type of bait do you need? If you actually need bait, perhaps it's a lure that you need instead. Once you catch the fish, what are you going to do with it? Do you have a bucket to put it in? How long will it last in the bucket until you do something else with it? What time of day do these type of fish like to eat? Are they only hungry before dawn or after dusk? Can you go fishing at those times? Hopefully you're starting to get the correlation. When you're searching for your audience and when you find them, you still have to get them to bite 
and keep them on the hook long enough to get them into the boat, off the hook and into the bucket. You have to be brave enough to process them and prepare to be able to cook them. And yes, you need to know how to cook them if you want to enjoy eating them. And even after all the preparation you'll do to be able to go fishing in the first place, it may work out that you don't actually catch any fish that day. You need to go back again, perhaps at a different time or with different bait. Or maybe it was a cloudy day or too hot or the bait was actually exactly what they eat, but they just weren't there. At the end of the day, you need to be well prepared. You need to go regularly. You need to keep track of the conditions and learn what works best. You need to have thought about what you're going to do if you're successful and you need to be patient. One of the most valuable things you can do though is ask other fishers for hints and tips. Watch what they do. Give it a go. Keep adjusting and never give up. Marketing your business and thinking about the process of finding, capturing and processing leads for your business is a journey. There's only one thing that will prove whether what you think will work will actually work, and that is to do it and pay attention, adjust and keep going. It is essential to start on this part of your journey as early as possible, well before you're ready to sell your product. You'll soon learn that it's never as easy as it seems. Those fish can be tricky to catch and you want to spend your time trying to catch the one you actually need. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's Ideas into Reality episode. And we hope that you enjoyed learning about our founder's journey and got a couple of takeaways from the lesson learned that will help end the flames of your idea. Assuming you did, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favourite podcast app and let your friends know too. They might just be sitting on an idea that you do not even know about yet. You can find out more about Canvas Coworking and Startup Toowoomba by visiting our websites, canvascoworking.com.au and startuptoowoomba.com.au or finding us on pretty much any social media platform. My name is Joy Taylor and I'd like to thank you for joining me on this journey and I look forward to introducing you to our next guest in our next episode.